Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a special podcast presentation from 700WLW.com. This is Gary Jeff Walker On Demand. He was playing bass in the one-hit wonder band Question Mark and Mysterians in the 1960s. In 1969, he became one-third of America's newest power trio. From pretty much the moment they played the 69 Atlanta International Pop Festival, they were national sensations, an American band. Happy birthday to bass player Mel Shaker. Born in Flint, Michigan, this day in 1951. He is 66 years old today. Saturday, April 8, 2017. Gary Jeff Walker. Getting you started on the Saturday morning edition before we look at a look backwards at events and people tied to this particular date in history, including but not limited to these. 1820, the Venus de Milo statue, first discovered by a farmer, the Greek island of Milos. United States Senate passed 38 to 6, the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolishing slavery. The year was 1864. Long Acre Square in Manhattan, renamed Times Square, the state in 1904. The 17th Amendment to the Constitution, providing for popular election of U.S. Senators, ratified, 1913. Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed the Emergency Relief Appropriations Act, 1935, providing money for programs like the Works Progress Administration, or they called it back then, We Piddled Around. 1952, President Harry Truman seized the American steel industry to avoid a nationwide strike. The Supreme Court later ruled Truman had overstepped his authority. We know how important decisions of the Supreme Court can be, and that's why this week has been such a big one in 2017. A suspected bomb exploded aboard the passenger liner MV Dara 
in the Persian Gulf, 1961, causing it to sink. Radical Islamic terrorist? Quite possibly. Hank Aaron hit his 715th career home run, breaking Babe Ruth's record this date in 1974. Famous folks celebrating birthdays today. Comedian Shecky Green is 91. It's unfair. Shecky Green is still alive and Don Rickles is dead. Original Mouseketeer Darlene Gillespie is 76. J.J. Jackson, soul singer, 76. Peggy Lennon of the Lennon Sisters is also 76. Leon Huff, songwriter of Gamble and Huff, is 75. Steve Howe, who played in Yes and Asia, turned 70. One of the Dukes of Hazard, John Schneider, is 57 today. Izzy, Izzy Stradlin of Guns N' Roses is 55. Singer, songwriter, guitarist uh, Donita Sparks of L7 is 54. Julian Lennon, John's son, is 54 today. Dean Norris from Breaking Bad is 54. Biz Markey, the rapper, is 53. Actress Robin Wright, 51. Patricia Arquette turns 49. J.R. Bourne, who was in Teen Wolf and Revenge, is 47. Craig Honeycutt, the singer of Everything, is 47. From the Ben Folds Fives, their drummer, uh, Desi, Darren Jesse, is 46 today. Emma Caulfield, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is 44. Let's see, anybody else of note? Uh, actor Taryn Noah Smith, who was in Home Improvement, is 33. This is hard to believe, but true. We've got your forecast just ahead, 2020 sports, another Reds victory uh, this early 2017 season, and much more ahead as we get you going this morning. On News Radio 700 WL. Good morning. About 12 minutes till the top of the hour. Gary Jeff with you on News Radio 700 WLW online, 700WLW.com. United States Ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, says the United States is prepared to do more as far as military action in Syria. We hope it won't come to that. And Donald Trump says he's closer and closer in one report from the Daily Mirror for a military clash with Russia as Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin condemning the missile attack on Thursday evening that shut down a Syrian air base that was launching chemical weapons attacks on its own people. Neil Gorsuch is the next Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court, confirmed yesterday, will be sworn in on Monday. There are finally nine seats filled on the highest court in the land. And there may be more changes before the year is up. Also, in uh, news other places, and there is actually some news other places, although the two big stories of the week we're just uh, reiterating right now. In Sweden, Stockholm's hospital, the Karolinska Hospital, in that uh, city in Sweden, says six of the 15 injured from that terrorist attack Alleged terrorist attack this week have been released following treatment. Eight adults, one child remain in the hospital. Four were killed when the driver of a hijacked truck plowed into a group of pedestrians in central Stockholm. And Swedish police say they have arrested a man who was likely the driver of that truck. We'll find out more as they do. Retail stores cutting jobs at the sharpest pace in more than seven years. Evidence of uh, a shift away from employee-heavy stores as Americans increasingly shop online. This is not a big surprise. A combined 60,600 retail job losses over the past two months have less to do with the health of the U.S. consumer and the economy than with changes in buying habits alone. It's not that 
we didn't see this coming. And uh, in California, their governor, Jerry Moonbeam Brown, lifting California's drought emergency following one of the wettest winters in years. The announcement yesterday ended a 2014 emergency declaration during California's driest four-year period on record. Again, the records go back to, like, 1870. It led to the first conservation rules for the nation's most populous and agriculturally productive state. It appears as if Dick is ready to hang with us. So we will endeavor to embark on that challenge. He's all excited about the Reds. Well, they are in first place, three and one. Great game last night. We shall see. On the way to 161 and one. News Radio 700 WLW. After an opening day loss, it has been one heck of a ride so far. Four games into the Cincinnati Reds 2017 season. And you got rookies making their debut. You got uh, a first-time starter last night in St. Louis, hostile territory, pitching six nearly flawless innings, only 78 pitches, leading the Reds to another victory, and this time on the road against their main rival in the division. God, happy days are here again. But wait, it's the uh, 8th of April. Okay. Good morning, Dick. Good morning, Gary Jeff. Oh, you sound a little a little um, crispy there in the throat. Are you okay? Well, I think it's sinus, you know. I think it's sinus. Well, maybe it was from you yelling at the radio last night as the Reds beat the Cardinals in St. Louis. No, I went to bed early. And maybe just, you overdid it. No, I'm going to probably have to get to the doctor to get some medicine, you know. Well, Dick, I hate to hear that. Hey, I wanted to tell you, next Friday's my birthday. I know. And let's remind people again how to get in touch with Dick from Dayton if they'd like to send him a card. Dick shares a birthday with the hit king, Pete Rose, number 14, April 14th. How young will you be, Dick? I'll be 69. 69? Yep. Well, hold on. First, can you give out your address? Yeah, 2579. Uh, Walford Drive. Walford Drive. Uh, Dayton, Ohio. Dayton. 40, Ohio. Uh-huh. 452, what is it? 45440. And just to address the card, Dick from Dayton. Um, interesting you say it's your 69th birthday because that's a favorite number of the lady who joins us on the line. Would you like to wish Dick a happy early birthday, Lynette? Yes, it's my son's birthday, April the 14th, the captain. Happy birthday, Dick from Dayton. Well, thank you. You, you understand that... that Dick's going to be 69. Is that a significant number for you, Lynette? Well, I'm looking for 35-year-olds right now. And no, I, I understand, one. but 69 could be fun. Maybe, but not. If, if, you and, if you and Dick could get together, 69 could be fun, Lynette. I won't tell Brad. Yeah, you will. No! I'm waiting on Bradley. Are you really? Yeah. Well, Dick, I'm sorry. Lynette, Lynette's <laughs> off the market. Uh, all right. Well, well, Dick, I wish you a happy birthday. Get to the doctor. Feel better. And say good night, Dick. Good night, Gary Jeff. Say good night, Lynette. Good night. All right. Bye. Have a good day, Gary Jeff. Right, you have a good day, too, Dick. Feel better, okay? Okay. All right. See you. 
See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the home of the Reds. 700 WLD. All right, here we go. Saturday morning edition. People upset with the fact that I put Dick and Lynette together, and I apologize. Everything ain't for everybody. News Radio 700 WLW into the first official hour of the Saturday morning edition. See, that stuff really doesn't even count. The stuff that happens between 5.35 and 6 o'clock is not really part of the show. It's an extension of the big outdoors. Blame Chip Hart for what happens between 5.35 and 6 o'clock. It's just kind of an overrun of those guys talking about shooting animals and hooking trout and the like. Not really my concern. Not my fault. I I do apologize, though. Good morning, Dave from Harrison. Beg your pardon? Good morning, Easter Bunny. That's better. From Harrison. Hey, you don't think Chip, you know, has it out for rabbits, do you? Why is that? Well, I'm a rabbit. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, got a question for you. All right, go ahead. Um, what's more useful after it's broken? What's more useful after it's broken? Yeah. I don't know what. That's an egg. An egg. Gary Jeff, I am excited. Excited. Yeah. Yeah, Easter's coming up, you know. All the egg stuff. I mean, you know, it's enough to make you egg-centric. It is. Yeah. Hey, um, I want to tell you, I was hopping around, getting stuff ready and everything uh, this past Wednesday. Right. And I heard uh, Willie Willie Bob Jr. Uh, talking to uh, the lady that had uh, died and come back from beyond. Yes, yes, I remember her. Uh, Nancy Dannison was her name. Yes. Um, uh, two things jumped out. I mean, she said uh, she... Felt her soul standing there talking or, or looking uh, at her, and then she said she went into the light. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, my my boss, he knows a thing or two about uh, you know that kind of stuff. Yes, sir. Um, you know, Dave. But, um, Dave, have you colored your eggs? 
Have you uh, got well, have you got your green plastic grass together? Have you collected your peeps? If not, I suggest you get busy forthwith. Well, we got all that, you know, scheduled. I mean, and it's coming up here in a yeah. few days. Yeah. Um, we have the, the, the tree, the, the, the Easter tree is up and lit. The thanks Easter. to Mrs. Mrs. Bunny. The Easter tree. Okay. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, David, it's always good to hear from you. I mean, Easter well, Bunny, it's always good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. We hope Dick uh, feels better, and uh, it's good to hear from Lynette. I think those two are great together. I, I think that is a love match in the making. There's no doubt about it. A break and then back. News Radio 700 W. Uh, Jim LaBarber, the music professor, coming up after the news at 630. Between now and then, a couple of things to get off my chest. Uh, number one, for... The balance of the last 20 years, I've been getting emails from someone. I'm not going to name him because he doesn't deserve to be recognized by name. And he's just enough of a kook that he'd probably try and sue me. But there's a guy who constantly emails me at Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com. He uh, emails Eric Dieters, Brian Thomas, Daryl Parks, our former program director. And he's one of the most hateful anti-Semitic persons I know I've ever talked to. Any weird-off blog that he finds or retweets or reblogs that casts Israel as the villain of the world, he claims to be the truth. He's totally thrown in with Russia and Iran and Syria, for that matter. So he also, and this is a contradiction in terms, was a, I guess, as much of a Trump supporter as you can be to not be a supporter of really anything but hate. His head must be swimming at this point with the U.S. missile strikes at the Syrian air base, which the Russians use. To this guy, Vladimir Putin is the end-all, be-all. He is the only true leader on the globe. He is the man who is going to bring Christian values and help eliminate the Zionist threat. He feels it. He also has stated that U.S. troops are thugs for following orders and doing their duty, regardless of whether their mission is something I agree with or anyone else agrees with or not. And I agree with him in in the after in this this respect in the aftermath of the Syrian missile strikes and John McCain and Lindsey Graham calling for more to be done and that we we need more nation building and tilting towards democracy that's never going to happen in Syria. But I'm sure now as someone who at points had at least shown optimism in President Trump. I hope that his whole world is on fire. I hope his his hair is on fire. And as Charlie Daniels said, something else was catching. I can't wait for the next email. You know who you are, and you also know that I never read anything you send because of your anti-Semitic comments in the past, and I'm not Jewish born, raised Methodist, non-denominational Christian. But we used to have a producer here 
when the man was still allowed on the air. I banned him after he called U.S. troops our veterans, our brave men and women thugs. He was done for my money forever. But when he started calling my producer, also wasn't a Jew, a Jewish slur word on the phone, cursing and using a Jewish slur word that starts with the letter K. It was like, you know where he's at. He used to support KKK candidates. I mean, locally, in elections in Cincinnati. He was like a campaign chairman. This isn't the alt-right. These people are just racist hate mongers. And that's what he is. But I want you to know that I never read your emails. If you want to keep, I know you're going to keep sending them because you're nuts. You're absolutely crazy. As I said before, he's probably got a portrait of Adolf Hitler in his bedroom and pleasures himself while looking at it. The guy's a kook, 100%, 1,000%. Nuts. I know you're going to keep sending them, and I'm going to keep deleting them. So, I mean, if you want all that effort to go to the waste, I know you're. I'm probably just on your reply-all list, so I'm going to get them anyway. But just so you know. I don't read them. I don't care. I don't care what news story you come up with that supports your claims that the United States is evil and controlled by some Zionist global conspiracy and Vladimir Putin and Mother Russia are the answers, the light of the world. I don't give a crap. So go ahead. You can either take me off your list or I'll continue to delete them. It doesn't take any effort at all for me to delete your emails. None. You could send a hundred. Just delete, 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 delete. I don't care what you think because you just don't think. And you know who you are. 513-749-7000. Pound 700 on AT&T, a free call. Except that guy. Uh, we'll break and then back. News Radio 700 WLD. Ah, uh, so how about them rats? Vladimir Putin, Russia say the airstrikes on the Syrian airbase purposefully done to limit any kind of civilian casualties just to take out Bashir Assad's ability to use banned sarin gas on his own people in that Syrian civil war. And Russia calls it an act of aggression in violation of international law. Well, what was Bashir el-Assad's use of sarin gas? A blatant violation of international law. Resolution 2118. UN Security Council back in 2013 and not a fan of everything the UN, in fact, not a fan of much the UN does, by the way. But Syria signed off on it. Said, okay, we won't use the chemical weapons. We're going to give them all up. They didn't. And whether that's our job to stop them or not, when there is humanity, you know, when we went into Kosovo as a nation and we're battling pro-Russian forces, this came to a head, we're never going to go to war with Russia. This isn't what this is about. It's about taking a brutal dictator and his abilities out of his own hands. 
By the way, Syria hasn't been a sovereign nation since the Russian troops came in. They haven't been a legitimate nation for years. Even when Bashir al-Assad had full and complete power of the country, they weren't a legitimate nation. They were always a terrorist nation state, have been for years, in cahoots with Iran. Now, the election's coming up in Iran, too, by the way. And it looks like Trump's hard line is going to make the hardliners more emboldened, even though 65% of the young voters of Iran want a more Western-style government. The hard- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hardliners will probably prevail in May. I guess it's one of the consequences and complications of standing up being strong. But I believe in peace through strength. That doesn't mean that you send our men and women into every country. By the way, we've had a 1,000 U.S. special forces on the ground in Syria for months. Thank you, President. No boots on the ground, Obama. So it's not like we haven't already been military involved, militarily involved in that part of the world in the fight against the Islamic State. The fact is that there are no easy answers when it comes to Syria. Never have been. But you know what? A targeted one-off strike that sends a good message about America not being messed with? I think it's great. Your thoughts. Again, we'll talk to the music professor, Jim LaBarbera, and you as we continue. Much more to come. Brenneman and Jones on baseball later this morning. Science Mike. Gifts from Wally. Mo Egger. Interesting email about Mo Egger. i got to find that. He said that one of the emailers said that he sounded, here it is. Am I the only one that thinks Mo Egger is the same guy who played Abner Goldstein in The White Shadow? They sound just alike. I don't know. I have to go back and revisit my White Shadow reruns to let you know, Joe. pound 700 on AT&T. And by the way, Ken, who called off air just to say that I was a racist and had my head up Trump's you-know-where, apparently didn't want to go on the air. I just wanted to name call without facts. I know. That happens a lot. He said he had to get up early. He said he retired after 36 years as a postal carrier, which is like being in the military. Oh, yeah. Wind, rain, snow, sleet. Hoo-hoo-hoo. You really sacrificed yourself, didn't you, Ken? Um, really, you don't have to get up early, Ken. You can stay in bed as late as you want, unless, uh, you know, unless there are other issues that I don't know about, and there, there very well could be. 
So we will chat as we continue this morning. A lot to get to, including a brand new Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court, Neil McGill-Gorsuch, from the Tenth Circuit in Colorado to the highest bench in the land. And for everyone who's saying, oh, we changed the rules. Yeah, Harry Reid already set that president back in 2013. So, you know, be careful what you do because the other party may be in power someday. Idiot. News next at the home of the Reds. News Radio 700 WLD. Good morning. The view from the Libertarian side. The Libertarian Party denounces last night's strikes in Syria. This was obviously from yesterday. Purportedly, these strikes were a retaliation for the release of a chemical agent which wounded and killed many Syrians earlier this week. The use of chemical agents against civilians is abhorrent, but according to news reports, depending on which ones you listen to, The cause of that chemical release is uncertain. It's believable that the Assad regime could have purportedly or purposefully caused it. But when war and peace are at stake, as they are now, we must not jump to conclusions, no matter how natural they may seem. The reason this is different than other conflicts in the Middle East, where the United States has chosen to be a policeman, is that Russia very much is at the heart of what's going on in Syria. And... Vladimir Putin, above all else, admires strength. We had a very, very weak Middle East foreign policy, muddling during the Obama presidency. And what did Vladimir Putin do during that that period of time? Rolled the tanks and the Russian loyalists into Crimea and annexed it, just like that, away from a sovereign nation. And now Putin is making claims the United States airstrikes on one airbase in Syria to stop Assad's ability to spread sarin gas over his own people against all conventions and against all resolutions and against everything that everyone believes should be back to World War I. Uh, we just limited his ability to do that. This is not an all-out war. This is a signal by the new administration in the United States that we're not going to be bullied by Vladimir Putin or anyone else. And from that standpoint, I think it's good. But the libertarians have their point of view. Joining us, Jim LaBarber, the music professor. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? Boy, exciting week, huh? A very, very busy week. I don't hear much uh, uh, people, I don't hear much in the news about people saying, well, Trump and uh, Putin, they're buddies and all that. And what about this Russian (laughs) connection? That disappeared. And I, I'm, I'm amazed that the, the, some Republicans are, are kind of backing away from this. There's a few. You know, with yeah. Rand Paul came out yesterday urging Trump to engage Congress. Well, Rand I Paul. Wish, tri- I wish he would have engaged Congress before he did this. Well, that's exactly what you know, Obama was telegraphing everything. Okay, we're going to go to, we're going to drop well, well, Jim, a warning. My answer, I love the my answer to Rand Paul, and I echo the great Mark Levin by the way, who is a great thinker and someone who actually knows what's what, when he said, well, Rand Paul, why didn't you don't have to let the president engage Congress. You're Congress. Do it yourself. Yeah. Have the debate. Thank you. But, Thank you. but they, you know, instead they're just going home. Yeah. Crazy times. We're going through some crazy times. Okay. And, uh, uh, and I, I love Maxine Waters. I, 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 I really do. <laughs> I, she's a, I think she's very entertaining. This is the great thing about 
the loony liberal left is they've got spokespeople like this crazy lady as a standard bearer. Yeah. I, <laughs> and Bill O'Reilly, she wants him in jail. Wants him in jail. In wants jail. him fired and wants him in jail. Well, he made that comment, I guess, about her hair looking like James Brown. And that caused a little, just like I think she was hurt. You know? Well, her hair does look like James I know. Brown's. I know. Actually, so, James Brown's hair looked better than Maxine Waters. That's not a criminal offense. <laughs> Is talking about Maxine Waters' hair. Bill O'Reilly has other troubles, though. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Jim from Sycamore, hang on. Sam from Centerville. Sam is an immigrant. His family are immigrants from Syria. So we'll get a oh, perspective from Sam in just a moment as we continue. It's six forty, twenty minutes away from the top of the hour. News Radio seven hundred WLW. Good morning, six forty-five, and News Radio seven hundred WLW. On the phones we go. Uh, Jim in Sycamore. Good morning. Hey, Gary Jeff. Hi. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Hey, uh, yeah, just a couple quick comments before I get to what I was going to talk about. Uh, anybody who hasn't watched the Reds, uh, I'll do so. I'm expecting nothing of them this year. I've always been a Reds fan, but I think they're going to deliver on that, too. But the last two pitching performances by young guys has just been incredible. And I, I don't think in the long run that, uh, you know, pitching battles are, are, are great for the game. But uh, the, the last, uh, Finnegan and uh, Garrett last night uh, were amazing performances. Agreed. Um, yeah, the, the other thing is Jim touched on it uh, uh, quickly, but uh, my thoughts exactly as I'm on hold. Uh, you know, the whole left that, uh, you know, wants to uh, talk about Trump being in uh, Russia's back pocket, you know, <laughs> have to rethink that whole thing right now. Um, uh, what I was really calling about, uh, Gary Jeff, is, uh, you know, before the uh, bomb the hour break, uh, you know, Ken, you know, doesn't get on the phone with you. He, he, uh, Glenn from Mason, uh, they are the new face of racism. And Glenn was on with, uh, uh, Sloney the other day. The fact is, people that want to infer or say outright that people are racist and not discuss the facts are the true racists nowadays. Oh, um, absolutely. And, and, and we need to take everybody listening needs to take uh, an offensive uh, stance on that and, and turn it right around and call them racist. Because what happens after, you know, as you're being called, and, and I know you're staying strong, but a lot of people start backing off after time just by being afraid of being called racist. You know, it's keep talking the facts and don't let somebody get away with calling you a racist. Well, you know, I, I don't I don't think that calling them a racist back really evens a score. What I always say, Jim, is in this country, you still have a right to be an ill-informed dumbass. Um, that's constitutionally guaranteed. And if, if they want to be an ill-informed dumbass, so be it. It doesn't hurt me. I'm not, hey, Gary Jeff, I'm not talking about evening the score. I'm talking about stating fact. Somebody is a racist when they give an opinion without wanting to discuss the facts. Oh, that's well. racism. Yeah, and and it's 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 one sided, and it's not, uh, shall we say, um, intellectually honest. Sam in Centerville, I've talked to you before, Sam. I look forward to this. I know your family and your story, and uh, because you've described it for me before on the air on your flight from from Syria. Uh, so, what are your comments on what has happened over the last couple of days, Sam? Yeah, I mean, thanks, man. Yeah, I was actually born here, and so were my brothers. Like my my parents came here in '72 to become to do their medical residencies. They're both uh, internists, and the rest of us are physicians. But I guess my whole comment on this is, you know, uh, 
that's a very complicated situation over there. Uh, Assad did protect Christians who need to be protected um, based on what's happened as of late with the mass slaughter and genocide of the Christians by ISIS over there. Um, he has protected the Christians. He ruled with an iron fist. His father, Hafez al-Assad, before that, ruled the same way. He destroyed a town when there were people there who were dissenting. So we're talking about an iron fist dictator. And this one, particularly, uh, you know, Bashar, the London-trained ophthalmologist, believe it or not, very educated man, but ruthless. But I will say that that country and countries like that are nowhere near prepared for a representative government or democracy, or whatever term you want to use, those people are not prepared or ready to accept that. Oh, I agree. No such thing as exporting uh, American democracy, even though we're we're actually a republic, not a democracy. But I agree with what Trump did. Trump basically, in one fell swoop, reattached America's proverbial testicles, reattached them that had been removed or neutered by President Barack Obama before, and basically, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Took one step to regain America's moral authority in the world. And you and I both know that... You know, being the world's quote-unquote policeman is costly economically and costs lives. But as, Slavia, as, as, as Serbia, Bosnia showed in the 90s, Europe is impotent, Europe is flaccid, and has no interest in anything else but their own country's individual interests. And the only country in the world that has the ability and self-efficacy to you know, intervene when obvious weapons of mass destruction are being used against civilians is the United States. That's it. We're the only country that has any kind of self-efficacy and moral ability to do this, and economic and, and military power. Going forward, uh, you know, I think that we should have tactical strikes, like we should use cruise missiles, special forces. As to going in on the ground, um, that's another matter altogether. You know, we need to be very careful going forward. But to the Democrats, the liberals, the degenerates on the left, you know, I, I think your little conspiracy theory regarding any kind of Russian collusion was just destroyed by 1,000-pound bombs. And perhaps, you know, if you want to look on the other side, perhaps that was part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I mean, I think absolutely. I think three reasons why I did it. Number one, uh, the obvious. I mean, who wants to see children gassed by sarin gas? violating the Geneva Convention against WMDs, number one. Number two, political expediency. They calculated, they knew that if they did this, it's going to really damage the Democrats' witch hunt, which is, which is not meritous whatsoever, has no merit at all. No. Still, it's going to damage that. And number three, it will regain some of America's moral authority in the world because we lost a lot of it during that, you know, socialist, uh, you know, golf player, basketball shooter that we had in the White House for eight years. And, Sam, no? it, it wasn't just a signal uh, 
to that part of the world, but the entire world, including uh, Kim Jong-un and North Korea. Oh, sure. I agree with you 100 percent. And, and again, people, people fail to realize, I mean, these, the Democrats are living in a self-reinforcing delusion. I know some uh, Democrats, um, and some of them, you know, I hold dear as friends, and, you know, they still can't believe that the majority of the United States, and we're talking about electoral college-wise, because as I explained to them, you can't win a World Series baseball game by outscoring the other team with runs. You have to win the games. If you win more games and you, and you uh, lose a couple games, like 11 or 12 to 0, you still win the World Series. Yep. Electoral College. So we won the Electoral College by a landslide, and I try to explain to them that, that most of the Americans in these states want sensible rule, and that's why Trump was elected, but they still can't wrap their small brains around it. Sam, anyways, I love your show. It's, it's always great to hear from you, Sam, and thank you very much for that perspective. We'll take a break, come back. More with Jim LaBarbera and you. This is Gary Jeff on the Saturday morning edition for Saturday, April 8th, 2017. News Radio 700 WLW. And here we are. About uh, five minutes, four minutes till the top of the hour. My congressman, Northern Kentucky, Thomas Massey, by the way, on these airstrikes, said that they actually could help ISIS. So he is not uh, on board. Neither uh, Senator Rand Paul. Uh, The thing we were mentioning before, well, if Congress needs to debate this, no one's stopping you. You just went home after doing basically nothing for the last 90 days. I've never seen a congressional body more neutered in my life. Oh, it's incredible. With with Republican uh, strength, with Republican majorities... In the White House, in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, and you do absolutely nothing for your first session. Oh, it's time to go home. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. See you in a few weeks. Well, they did get uh, Gorsuch uh, confirmed onto the the Supreme Court. And the left was going crazy. Oh, I know. If you go, I love going. I go CNN, MSNBC, and then I go back to Fox. The same guy that got voted on a voice vote in the Senate, ninety-nine nothing confirmation when he was a federal appeals court for the Tenth Circuit in two thousand six. There was all this hemming and hawing by the by the left, it, only because it was a Trump appointee, though. Absolutely. You know, and and the Merrick Garland thing was just an excuse they used not to support Gorsuch. But there's absolutely nothing in this guy's history that says. He's not qualified to be on the highest court. He's the most qualified person that Trump could have named. And it goes right back to Harry Reid getting bit on the backside. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, well, it's amazing. When Harry Reid gets bit on the backside, it's usually at a brothel in Nevada. Um, and he pays for that dearly. But you see <laughs> I don't the, know that. The Inquirer, sure. the front page. Okay, you, Putin condemns U.S. retaliation. Everything is That's so negative. That's the big headline. Everything is so negative. They're going to they, everything about Trump is so negative. There, there's articles all over the place on uh, Melania's dresses, what she's wearing. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Google, you know, the front page, that's what you see. Well, let's go back to Maxine Waters and her hair looking like James Brown's. Uh, we'll take a break and come back some music <laughs> stuff as we continue on this Saturday morning edition News Radio 700 WLW. Good morning into the uh, next hour of the Saturday morning edition for Saturday, April 8th, 2017. Gary Jeff, Jim Barber, the music professor, and you at seven minutes past the hour. 7.07 Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Cold start, but uh, a nice warm day ahead. Jim, 
Uh, the Bill O'Reilly thing. I got an email. I talked to Julie Balke yesterday, who is an employment kind of resume and business corporate guru. She mm-hmm. talks about all these things and how to build your resume. And about the the furor about Bill O'Reilly and hints and allegations of sexual harassment, inappropriate behavior with people at Fox News. And apparently there have been five women who have not come forward, but they, they settled for a total of $13 million with five different women, and Bill O'Reilly was allegedly involved. Emailed from Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com from my friend Debbie in Price Hill. Hi, Gary Jeff. Heard you on this afternoon, this was yesterday, talking with that woman, sorry I forget her name, Julie Balke, regarding sexual harassment being more prevalent now more than ever. This was the most ridiculous thing I have heard in a long while. I wish you had asked her where she was during the Clinton administration. Did she write a book about proper etiquette after using cigars in the Oval Office? I think not. I am sick to death of the inconsistency on issues like this on both sides. She makes a good point. You know, Bill Clinton, you you want to talk about the ultimate sexual harassment, inappropriate behavior in the workplace guy. And you know what? He was impeached, but he didn't lose his job. There are people calling for Bill O'Reilly's head. Oh, and and, uh, advertisers, uh, they're pushing the advertisers to get off the show. Somebody said the other night he had only seven on or eight commercials. And, and uh, And that's all politically motivated. It's so obvious. Well, yeah. He's the most popular figure on Fox He News. doubles everybody's numbers. Doubles everybody's ratings. And they're trying their best to silence that voice because that's what the left usually does. Now, uh, also from Denny and Dayton, Bill O'Reilly and sexual abuse. I've heard he's kind of a rude, difficult person to be around. I, I've heard that, too. If you're a woman or other protected class, you can make a claim. If you were a white male, you just have to deal with it. <laughs> and sadly... He's right in a lot of respects. Well, everybody's suing everybody. Getting the lawyer, you've got, uh, yeah, it was a Tommy uh, over at uh, the Young Blood uh, conservative uh, who's with uh, Glenn Beck uh, on, on that show, on The Blaze. Wrongful termination over uh, some pro choice comments. It's all over the internet. Uh, her contract's up September the 30th. Now, who's this? Her name is Tommy Lauren, Lauren I think. Tommy Lauren. Uh, pretty blonde. Typical, the typical blonde girl right. you see all the time. Uh, chesty blonde. And uh, she's suing him over wrongful termination. Chesty blonde, that's a sexist comment. I know. Yeah, Con- uh, her contract's up September the 30th. But the deal is she's still being paid and she hasn't been fired. So she's still on, under contract with the Blaze. She gets a paycheck every week, but she's suing them already. So, I mean, it's just the, all you see is the, the dollar sign. Yeah, it's all well, over sure. the place. Well, that's what it's all about. The bottom yeah. line is the bottom line. And that's it. But, but she was taken off of the air for making pro-choice comments? Well, that's what she says. Yeah, they, they didn't like that, uh, 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 that uh, Glenn didn't like her comments about being pro-choice. So they took her off some show and then... Okay, she's upset, and now she's suing him. Well, I'm I'm all in favor of pro-choice. You have a choice whether to get pregnant or not. Uh, we got some music stuff with the music professor coming up next as we continue on News Radio 700 WLW. I will talk to Jim LaBarra about anything, and we we often do when he's in for our once a month visit. But we always have to talk about music a little bit. And up next, uh, a really kind of neat guy who kind of started out. In kind of rock and roll and became country as time went on and yeah. interim, but big, big hits for B.J. Thomas. And you know the story of how he got the name B.J., right? Uh, it's Billy Joe. Yeah, but you know why 
he became BJ. He was BJ before he was a star. Okay, go ahead. Oklahoma, playing Little League Baseball. There were so many kids named Billy Joe that the coach said, you're BJ. Because he'd call Billy Joe and four kids' heads would turn around. Oh, that's great. Like like half the kids on the team were named Billy Joe. Just the area it was in Oklahoma where he's from. So he, he said, and this happened, like I said, as a young kid playing Little League Baseball. That's Houston. He was a Houston. Yeah, but, but, but the, the name, coach. That's great. The, the coach, coach said, no, you're, you're BJ. That's great. And it stuck. Anyway, go ahead. Well, th- this is a big day for B.J. Thomas. If you go back, uh, he won in 1969 the Academy Award for Best Original Song for Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So here's some of Jim and B.J. Thomas. The biggest record of your career, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, from the motion picture Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh the story that I heard, and I don't know if this is right or not, B.J., that it was offered to Bob Dylan, and Dylan turned it down. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dylan was the first one it was offered to. You know, uh, most people really don't uh, know this, I guess. You know, Bacharach, Bert Bacharach really idolizes Bob Dylan. I guess if Bacharach had an idol, it would be Bob Dylan. And he really, in a vocal sense, and I'm, I'm sure as a writer as well. But he was the, Dylan was the first artist. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fox then, uh, you know, uh, said, well, let's all, we're, we're going to contact Ray Stevens. And uh, Ray had just had a number one record with uh, Everything is Beautiful. Uh, but Bert owned the management contract on me. I was signed to his management company, which was connected to Scepter Records, the company I was with. And he said, no, nah. he said, hey, man, I just, you know, I got a guy signed to me that just had a gold record with, the, you know, I just had hooked on a feeling. So he said, I'm going to pitch him the song. And anyway, he... My manager called me and said, man, you know, you got the back to act song. So I flew out to uh, out to California. I was on the, uh, doing some one-nighters. I was in the process of doing 15 one-nighters when uh, I was contacted. But as soon as I finished, I went to the West Coast. I had heard that, that you almost lost that song as far as it being in the movie because you had a bad case of laryngitis. Yeah, you know, I just finished these one-nighters, and, and, I, and I just... When I got to the West Coast, my throat, I, you know, I thought my throat was just going to fall out. And I went to the doctor and said, man, something's wrong with my throat. And I was just barely talking. And he said, well, you, you need to write down everything you want to say for the next two weeks because, you know, you, you don't need to use your, your vocal cords for two weeks. Need I had nodes on my vocal cords and all. You know, that happens to most singers at one time or another. So uh, I said, man, just please, you can't tell me that. I said, I've got a chance here to sing a song, a Paul Newman movie, a Burt Bacharach song. And, uh, and please, you know, don't... Uh, don't tell me I can't sing. So he realized the uh, the importance, I guess, of the situation as far as I was concerned. And he was, you know, one of those uh, California doctors anyway. So he he took, he, you know, he didn't give me any drugs, but he gave me some pills to help shrink my vocal cords and things like that. And I did make the session. I didn't sing that well. I think, uh, you know, if you see Butch Cassidy uh, one of these times on television, when I sing it, it does, you, you won't even really be able to recognize me. But I didn't sing it that well, but I did get through the session. And then we went we went back to New York City and re-recorded uh, raindrops for the single version. 
There you go. Billy Joe, B.J. Thomas, born in Hugo, Oklahoma, with the Academy Award-winning hit, Raindrops Keep Falling on I My stand Head. Co- I stand corrected. Raindrops are falling on my head. And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit. Those raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. So I just did need some talking to the sun And I said I didn't like the way he got things done Sleeping on the job Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling But there's one thing I know The blues they send More coming up on the Saturday Morning Edition on 700 WLW. We have to find out if Tracy Jones' man crush on Tim Tebow is alive again. See Tebow hit a home run in his first minor league at Unbelievable, unbelievable. Out of the park, baby. That's great. Hey, I'm going um, to. You were right. Uh, he did grow up in, in Oklahoma. Well, he didn't grow BJ up. BJ Thomas. Yeah, BJ Thomas. He was born Thomas. in Hugo, Oklahoma. And I, I and think so he played probably, Little League Baseball yeah. probably at an early age. There. Then he went to Houston. His folks went right. to Houston. His dad was an, an alcoholic, and, and they didn't have a good communication between the two of them. But the one thing they did was when Billy sang. And he sang uh, Rain, uh, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. The old Hank because Williams his, Yeah, his dad was a big Hank Williams fan. And then later in life, he could hook, because of all these childhood things, he said, he got really involved with drugs. And uh, it was up to hundreds of pills a day. I mean, literally over 100 pills a day and, and taking pretty hard drugs. And it was his wife who like sat with him day after day after day and nursed him back to health. Saved his life. Uh, absolutely. And then he beca- she became a, a born-again Christian. He followed suit, and, and today he's clean and singing Christian music and singing all the hits he's had. And 75 years old, yeah. just like somebody else I know. Yeah. I wonder who. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go into a little bit of the Tom Davis Diaries, or as I like to call them, the Diary of a Madman. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Good morning, Gary Jeff. Good morning, Professor. Good morning. Confirm or deny you have uh, n- never done drugs with B.J. Thomas? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I have never done drugs with B.J. Thomas. I've, I did uh, did do drugs with C.C. Ryder on the old Y96 Young Country, but I think he's gone now. <laughs> he was... He went off to California a few years ago. He Con- did afternoons there for about 10 years. Confirm or deny... That you leak nothing to nobody, like Susan Rice. <laughs> I leak constantly. <laughs> All right, let's this, get on with the diary, sir. This week, Gary Jeff, man blames his bad behavior on her cat. 
on her cats, rather. Heroic father takes the law into his own hands, and Canadian cops cut up over lost lettuce. But first, where else? Vero Beach, Florida. Police recently called to a residence to break up an argument between a man and a woman. Cops asked Harvey Hernandez how the windows got broken. Harvey told them that the 11 cats inside the residence broke the window. He was charged with disorderly intoxication. Obviously not the first time a man has blamed a pussy cat for his bad behavior. A heroic dad in Colorado made a citizen's arrest. He found the man who stole his son's bike. The bike had gone for about a day when Hero Dad spotted a grown man riding it. Hero Dad, which is redundant, by the way, held the perp till police arrived. The thief told cops he stole the bike because his feet told him they were tired. <laughs> Hear me, boots? Start talking. It's happened again. A 32-year-old Tampa man is recovering from being crushed in the back of a garbage truck. The man asleep inside a dumpster before being dumped in the back of the truck and compacted only his leg was injured. Now I will apply my news anchor voice to a phony concern for the last line of the story. The man dove into the dumpster because it was raining and he had nowhere else to go. Police in Canada are looking for thieves who recently stole a truck containing $45,000 worth of lettuce. Who knew Canadians had a sense of humor? They released a statement that read, Romaine Calm. Let us work together to find the person or people behind the theft. Nice. Your information could be the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Kudos to those funny mother Canuckers. Join us next week for the naked mermaid found wandering the streets of Fresno, California. Have yourself a great weekend. Tommy, I have one for you before you go. Go for it. Collinsville, Illinois. Lucas Dietrich, age 18, is arrest under uh, animal cruelty charges. What did what did Lucas do? He was at Willoughby Farm in Collinsville. That's about 12 miles from St. Louis. And he allegedly punched a donkey in the face. Oh, <laughs> See you, Tommy. The donkey punch. The My donkey punch. Move. We end on the donkey punch. It's don't drink the donkey punch. It's 728. News next to the home of the Reds. News Radio 700 WL. Good morning. It's 737. Gary Jeff Walker with you on the Saturday morning edition. News Radio 700 WLW. Jim LaBarbera, who comes in to visit uh, about once a month, sometimes more if I can get him. He's a man in demand. But it's always great to have you. A couple Thank of weeks you. have passed uh, since the death of who many people call really the godfather of rock and roll. Uh, because if you look at his beginnings in 1955 when he first became popular and you look at what came after him, Chuck Berry was, was all that, uh, and lived to be 90 years old and just passed recently. You had a chance to speak with Chuck. Chuck didn't do a lot of interviews. No, no, no. In fact, very few interviews, but this one happened at the uh, Cincinnati gardens. I had first met him, uh, May 5th, 1968, Norm Knight, who wrote all the rock on books, wanted to be a disc jockey. And he put together with a couple of guys who were sitting in the bar, and he said, you know what, we should do something on, uh, you know, we should do a rock and roll show. Guy sitting in the bar, and he put this rock and roll show together, paid Chuck Berry around $2,000. He wasn't a name. Nobody knew Norm Knight at that time. He later became a New York disc jockey right. and a Cleveland disc jockey. But he hired me. I was one of the guys that was the MC for the show that night. And then uh, a few years later, I'm sitting in the stands at the Cincinnati Gardens doing an interview with my, one of my rock and roll heroes, Chuck Berry. Here he is, Jim LaBarbera and the late Chuck Berry. 
As I understand it, Chuck, see if, uh, see if I'm right. Muddy Waters, was he a big influence on you? And you went to, from St. Louis to Chicago one weekend to, to meet some people, and uh, Muddy Waters introduced you to some people from hey, Chess Jim, let me get in the word here, baby. You've been talking 20 <laughs> minutes. Hey, what's this here? Charles Edward Anderson. Baby, well, you, you must be a scientist or something, baby. Where'd you get all that name at? That's me. You're down I, to the bone. I had that in my files. That's the, that's your whole name, right, That's Charles? the whole thing, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> you got it right, Charles Edward Anderson. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm my mummy's baby child. And the story I hear is that uh, yeah. the song that you wrote, that became Maybelline, was actually uh, Ida Red. Was that the name of the song? And then you changed the lyrics to Maybelline? Well, no, it has different progression. Ida Red has different progression from Maybelline. But uh, I was using uh, uh, Maybelline, uh, I was using Maybelline in the name of Ida in the place of the name of Ida Red, in the tune of Ida Red, until he said, right, uh, Leonard Chesify is going to write something original. And that's, uh, I, then I just went on to the blues progression of Maybelline and used my Maybelline and took it out, I left Ida Red alone. But I, what I'm saying, I was singing it in the tune of Ida Red, or rather singing Ida Red in the tune of Maybelline. <clears throat> the late, great Chuck Berry and the classic Maybelline on 700 WLW. Message earlier this week, Mr. Warmth, Don Rickles, finally succumbed to kidney failure at the age of 90 at his home in California. And I remember Don Rickles, I mean, from the earliest time, and he, hell, he was around for six decades, oh, Jim. Yeah. And, and, you know, whatever your ethnic background, pigmentation of your skin, uh, sexual preference, didn't really make a difference. But he went at you. And it was a badge of honor. In, in Hollywood, you really didn't make it. In showbiz, you didn't make it until Don Rickles insulted you. The thing was, he was very self-deprecating, too. He would insult himself. At this. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, was offend, he was an equal opportunity offender. A great story. Of course, he was uh, oh, I love a big, became uh, very, very much the in crowd with the Rat Pack guys, the Frank Sinatra, the Dean Martins, yeah. you know, all of that. Uh, when Frank Sinatra, who... Who wasn't exactly the best tempered guy in the world? No, no. Walked into a Hollywood club in 1957. Rickles was performing. He he saw him. He said he greeted the chairman of the board from the stage. Make yourself at home, Frank. Hit somebody. And Sinatra <laughs> roared with laughter. 
We're going to close out with a uh, story that Frank Sinatra told with Don Rickles there on, on the couch and the Johnny Carson Tonight Show about a prank that Rickles played on Frank. And Rickles was one of the few people to get away with playing this kind of prank on Frank. So we'll, we'll leave you with this. Brenneman and Jones on baseball coming up in just a moment at the home of the Reds. By the way, the Reds 3-1 and one on the season now with a victory over the hated St. Louis Cardinals last night in St. Louis. Amir Garrett pitching a stunner of a game in six innings. Uh, more on that as we continue. And uh, Tracy Jones, Marty Brenneman, the Hall of Famer, and now Hall of Fame comedian Don Rickles with Frank Sinatra on Johnny Carson and a prank that Don played on Frank. Listen, can I tell a story about sure. what this man did to me once? You may have known or heard about this. It was a true story. This was a long time ago, long before Don got married. I was eating dinner in a restaurant in New York, and uh, uh, I was with some friends, and he came over to the table, and he said, Frank, do me a favor with you. He said, I'm sitting with a very pretty girl, and uh, I'm trying to make out, you know. And he said, I told her I know you, and she really doesn't believe me. Would you stop by the table? I said, all right. I was just about finished. I was down to the espresso. And I, finally he went back, and I walked by the table, and I said, How are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, Can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing? <laughs> and I went, I went for the whole thing. You stood with my mouth open. Great to be with you, as always. Gary Jeff Walker on the Saturday morning edition on News Radio 700 WLW Online, 700WLW.com. If you missed any point or part, of this particular fine broadcast program on the platform. You can check it out at 700WLW.com later on the podcast because my more than competent producer, Grant, will have that up as soon as the show is over. Uh, Jim LaBarber, the music professor, joining us this morning. You doing Thank all right, you. Jimmy? Oh, yeah. yeah. How's Sally, by the way? Good, good. Everything's Fantastic. Going well. Yeah, we've got, I'm coaching baseball. My grandson's 10-year-old team. We play this afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah, 10-year-old How's that? Are you the, the coach? No, no, no. I'm just I'm one of the uh, a one coach. The yeah, a coach. You're a, you're coach. a bench coach. You're a third base. coach. I'm actually a bench coach because I there's a couple of guys on the team that we keep separated. One end of the bench. This guy, you know, you sit over here and you stand over here. Okay. <laughs> I hope it's a comfortable bench. Yeah, it really is. Good okay. kids. Really good kids. <laughs> How we got you? one kid last year, nine years old, hit a ball over a fence, three hundred feet away. A nine, nine year old. Nine years old. So some of these kids but he wasn't facing Major League Pitching. No, no, he okay. wasn't. So, see, there you go. Time now for a check-in with our science man, Science Mike, and our weekly Science Minute. We bring you every Saturday morning at this time. Yes, but as a known scientist, it's a bit surprising if a girl blinded me with something. Good morning, Science Mike. How are you? Great. Let's let's give that nine year old five hundred dollars for one percent of his net earnings for the rest of his life, huh? There what do you, you think? Go. Sign him up early. <laughs> no doubt. What you got this week for us, Michael? Well, uh, starting this uh, April fifth through the fourteenth, we're going to turn the Earth into a huge uh, telescope. They call it the Event Horizon Telescope. And what we're going to do? We're going to link up six different telescopes in six different locations: Spain, Arizona, Hawaii, Mexico, and Chile, and Antarctica. And we're going to Take them from the weeks from uh, April fifth through the fourteenth. We're going to aim it at two uh, black holes. One is the one in the center of our our galaxy. It's in what they call Sagittarius A, and the other uh, black hole they're going to look at is a, in the galaxy they call M eighty eighty seven, which is a really much larger black hole. So this is literally going on right now through next Friday. Right, right now, and and uh, we're going to try to get an actual picture 
of the event horizon around the black hole. And that will hopefully, they think what they're going to see is because of the rotation of the black hole. Now let's go back and talk about a black hole is it's a huge, uh, massive object at the center of our galaxy that the one we have is about 30 times the radius of our sun, but it's almost 4 million times as massive. So we have a huge uh, center of gravity that is actually curving space around it. So light, as it comes around this spinning black hole, they hope to see on one side what they call a banana effect of light being concentrated, and as it spins on the, away from it, the, the light to be dimmer because of the way the angular momentum of the um, curvature of space All affects right. the, the, the photons. Anyhow, so this is the most amazing part. They are going to gather two petabytes of information per night from these six telescopes. Now, a petabyte is a million gigabytes, and uh, so a, tel- a cell phone has about 64 gigabytes. So it is so much information they're going to gather that they are not going to transmit it electronically to two different locations. They're actually going to load it on a plane, <laughs> and they're going to fly it to the locations and download it physically at the locations because there's so much information they're going to gather for these uh, during this uh, time period. Wow. So it's a uh, Pretty, a lot of information. It's going to take a year to, to digest all the information and, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, to see a picture of, of, the, of the black hole would be quite uh, spectacular. Absolutely. And it's all, it's all going on right now as we right speak. Right now, yes. Um, you saw the report about the, uh, the Earth-like planet, which is a little bit larger than ours, 39 light years away, that they have determined now has an atmosphere. Yes, I, I saw and, that. That's, and uh, they, they don't know whether it's water vapor or methane, but... Regardless, and while the temperatures on the planet are way too hot to sustain or support human life as we know it, uh, the fact that they found another Earth-like planet with an atmosphere now is pretty interesting stuff. They also think they might have found also the planet uh, Planet X that we talked about in previous episodes, the ninth, well, the ninth planet. I call it the tenth planet, but uh, outside of our solar system, they have some locations, and now they're looking at. So uh, maybe we'll touch on that next week. Okay, uh, you're not one of these conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorists that think that Planet X is going to come and destroy Earth, are you? No. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll save that for Coast to Coast AM. Uh, thank you, Science Mike. Back in a moment, we'll talk to Stephen in South Carolina and mu- more music stuff with the music professor coming up on News Radio 700 WLW. It is 8.15 on this Saturday morning, April 8th, 2017. Gary Jeff, Jim LaBarbera. We've got Stephen in South Carolina hanging on the line to gloat. We'll get to him in just a moment, Okay, probably after the break. You're not in a hurry, are you, Steve? No, oh, I have nothing to do. Just okay, waiting for okay. Julie to make All me right. breakfast. Oh, what's she making for breakfast? We're having uh, some cinnamon rolls and coffee. That's that's like breakfast at a day's end. Hang on. <laughs> um, cinnamon rolls and coffee. That's not breakfast. No. Uh, uh, once again, with uh, just one more piece on the late Chuck Berry, because you had a chance to speak with him. Yeah, he was in a great mood, too. Now, maybe because you remember, we, we did a rock and roll show in Cleveland in uh, 1968, and it was at the the whole idea was, well, this is where the original rock and roll show was. Alan Freed did it. Right. The Moondog Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. And, and they do it every year now, but it was at the Cleveland Arena. So that was one of the things that got Chuck to come back to Cleveland to do it. Well, then a few years later, I'm sitting at the uh, Cincinnati Gardens in the stands. I wish somebody had a picture of that. I really wish. I'd pay money for that. But we were sitting in the stands, and, and he came up, and he, we did a little interview together. And uh, I just uh, this was the, the happy side, the nice side of Chuck Berry, because, you know, he had that other side. 
you know, the, the legendary story, uh, Keith Richards, his idol, Chuck Berry, he's, uh, he's backstage at a Chuck Berry show. Yeah. And Chuck must have gone to the bathroom or something, but there's his guitar in the case. Keith Richards picks the guitar up and starts to just pick the notes like a little bit. You know, on the guitar, he's touching Chuck's guitar. Chuck comes out, sees him, punches him in the face. Nice. You know, but this day at the Cincinnati Gardens, he was in a, a pretty good mood. I'm sure everybody has a dark side, even you, Jim LeBarber. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so here's the music professor and, again, the late Chuck Berry talking. You had the song Sweet Little Sixteen. I, I had heard that that was about somebody you actually knew. The song was about somebody that was a true experience. Did you did you know somebody and you wrote that song about well, that person? Well, yeah, I see. The inspiration, I didn't know the, the name of the child, but the inspiration came in Denver, Colorado, which at that time had a circular auditorium like an arena. And the kid never watched the show at all. She just ran around to get autographs. You know, I remember she had on the yellow dress. And uh, the whole song tells what I actually saw there because uh, she was not interested in only getting this, these documentations, you know, of these autographs, not seeing the performance. I guess she's going to wait until she could really enjoy it. She was about... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seven or eight. She wasn't really 16, you know. But the average one of my uh, uh, fans was around 16. So, you know, I hit it. Uh, I guess I hit it pretty good on the head because, it, you know, so... They're really rocking in Boston and Pittsburgh, PA. Deep in the heart of Texas and round the Frisco Bay. All over St. Louis and down in New Orleans. All the cats wanna dance with Sweet Little Sixteen. Sweet Little Sixteen. She just got to have about a half a million. Famed autograph. Her wallet filled with pictures. She gets them one by one. Becomes so excited. I watch her look at her run, boy. Oh, mommy, mommy, please me. Cause they'll be rocking on bandstanding in Philadelphia, PA. Deep in the heart of Texas, around the Frisco Bay. All over St. Louis, way down in New Orleans. All the cats wanna dance with sweet little Dixie. Boy, it sounds a, a whole lot like Surfing USA, doesn't it, Yeah, he, they, they, that's where Brian got the idea. So Brian does... Serpent USA. Naming all these cities. Yeah, and naming the cities. And, and well, that was a great gimmick for Chuck Berry. Uh, but Brian takes the whole melody and then doesn't put Chuck's name on it. Chuck said, wait a second, man. That's my song. <laughs> That's my record, yeah. baby. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, he, was a, uh, he was a trailblazer in so many different ways. All right, 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. Still to come, Mo Egger. Uh, a segment of Hey Mo. We'll have uh, Mike Allen in here. Gifts from Wally coming up right oh. after the news. 
And Stephen from South Carolina waiting on Yulia to fix that uh, intricate gourmet breakfast of cinnamon rolls and coffee. <laughs> when we come back on News Radio 700 WLW. Last night, the official induction ceremonies at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Barclays Center in New York. Now they'll be inducted and shrined in the museum in Cleveland. Uh, among them, Pearl Jam, the leaders of the grudge movement. Of course, today was the day in 1994 that they found Kurt Cobain's body. Eddie Vedder in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame can't understand a very key thing. Congratulations, Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam, Journey, the Electric Light Orchestra, Nile Rodgers. Wasn't there one more? Class of Five? I can't think of the the other one. But I know Journey and ELO. And I didn't I didn't agree with ELO so much, but Jeff Lynn, the leader of ELO, yeah. who wrote and produced so many other great people. If, if somebody from that group belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I know your feelings about the Hall of Fame, you're not wild about it. But Jeff Lynn belongs. Steve Perry was there, I guess, but yeah. didn't sing. He joined them, they didn't sing. He hasn't been able to sing for a while. That's the problem. But Pearl Jam there, the grunge leaders. News Radio 700 WLW, Gary Jeff, Jim LaBarber, the music professor, and Stephen from South Carolina. Did you enjoy my Eddie Vedder impression, Stephen? Oh, it was great. I, I was just thinking to myself, oh, next time I'm in Cincinnati, we should go sing karaoke. Only hand only hand down by I can't understand a word in Yellow Lead better. Maybe I need to be as high as Eddie was when he was recording it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Perhaps. So you called translate. to gloat. No, I would never do that. It, it was uh, it was one of those games that uh, the Cyclones had their back against the wall. They needed to win. They needed four points this weekend to get in the playoffs. And, and the Swamp Rabbits prohibited them from getting those four points. That's right. Hopped all over them. But it was a really good game. It was really, really good. Well, from like your perspective as the Swamp Rabbits PA guy, of course it was a good game. Well, <laughs> that had nothing to do with me, Gary Joe. But it had everything. Come on, Stephen. When you get a chance, when you get a chance, you should take credit, even if you don't deserve it. No, no, it was a really, the, the players did it. Uh, let me tell you, the, the goaltender for the Cyclones, Michael Hauser, played a great game. But not enough saves to make a difference. No, this came up one short in overtime. Anything. Does your lovely wife go to the games and sit with you? Or listen? No, no, she no it's kind of funny, Jim. She, she's been, I think, to one game this whole season. I'll, I'll ask her. I'll say, Yulia, do you want to go to the game tonight? And I just wait for the response, which is going to be no. Okay. So it's nice, it's nice that you finally got the kitchen remodeled so she can make you that gourmet breakfast of cinnamon rolls and coffee. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. I already told her you made a comment about that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, 
I mean, it's nice that she would get up and, and make you breakfast. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Where's the crepe Suzette? Where's, yeah. the, where's the eggs Benny? I want eggs Benedict tomorrow. Are you, are you laying down the law? <laughs> I, I got a response. I bet you did. <laughs> you know what? Get back inside and take your whooping, Stephen. Thank you. All right. Thank bye. Have a-, Have a good day yourself. Uh, ELO, Joan Baez, two-pack, Pearl Jam, yes, Journey, and Nile Rodgers. Sue, you had a quick comment about my Eddie Vedder impression. Yes, I do. You almost made me stab my eye out with my mascara. I mean, I it was it was over. It was like I'm going to the emergency room. Bam. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, I mean, there's certain Pearl Jam songs I can understand what he's singing. I can never understand anything he's singing <laughs> ever. But I still like the band, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> it it means that Eddie Vedder's probably not all that important. Exactly. All right, okay, Sue. Okay, man, I, have a great one. I'm glad you're okay. Are you okay? Yes, I am okay. I have recovered. <laughs> Holy hell, 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 hell. Uh, We'll take a break, come back. More with Jim LaBarbera, Mo Egger on the way, and gifts from Wally. After news at the home of the Reds. News Radio 700 WLW. Good morning, kids. Time for gifts from Wally. Shopping for her grandson. A woman goes into the Bass Pro Shop to buy a rod and reel for her grandson's birthday. He likes to fish. She doesn't know what to get. She just grabs one and goes over the counter. A Bass Pro Shop associate standing there wearing dark glasses. She says, excuse me, sir, can you tell me anything about this rod and reel? I said, ma'am, I'm completely blind, but if you'll drop it on the counter, I can tell you everything from the sound it makes. Really? Hmm. So she drops it on the counter. He says, that's a six-foot Shakespeare graphite rod with a Zebco 404 reel and 10-pound test line. Good all-around combination on sale this week for only 20 bucks." She said, that's amazing. You can tell all that just by the sound of dropping on the counter. I'll take it. As she opens her purse, her credit card drops on the floor. He says, oh, that sounds like a MasterCard. She bends down to pick it up and accidentally passes gas. Oh. At first, she's really embarrassed, and she realizes there's no way the blind clerk could tell who it was. Being blind, he wouldn't know that she was the only person around. The man rings up the sale and says, that'll be thirty-four fifty, please. The woman says, didn't you tell me the rod and reel was on sale for $20? How do you get thirty-four fifty? He said, yes, ma'am. The rod and reel is 20 bucks, but the duck call is $11 and the stink bait is three fifty. Morning to you, 841. News Radio 700 WLW. In with me, Jim LaBarbera, the music professor who was also, from way back, a Cincinnati Reds fan. You moved here what year, Jim? 1969. 1969. And Bench lived directly above me and down the end of the hall. Eventually, uh, David Concepcion moved in. And I can remember, they're talking about the the young kid last night, uh, Garrett, and uh, they were talking about Wayne Simpson. I can remember at at the former apartments where I lived. That was 1970, Wayne Simpson. Yeah. So the next, I lived there for a few years. So Wayne Simpson's in pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. Outstanding first half of the season. All-star. Great, great baseball right. player. And then he faded. But in, in the parking lot, well, actually not in the parking lot. We had a little basketball court. Mm-hmm. And we'd play catch. Guys would play catch in the, in the <clears throat> basketball court area. And there is Norm Van Leer, who was with the Cincinnati Royals. Storm and Norman Van Leer. And he's playing catch with somebody. And he's like acting like a pitcher. And he said, I'm Wayne Simpson. Remember how when you were a kid, you'd say, "Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I'm Pete Rose, I'm Johnny Ben." Norman's Here an adult, is. and he's pretending yeah, he's I'm Wayne Simpson. Simpson. That, that, that picture, that whole thing, just stayed with me forever. Because here's this guy pretending 
Yeah, it was just wonderful. A magic moment. Yeah. Yeah, but the some, Reds, what's opening day? I always like to go to opening day. You got some good Norm Van Leer stories, too, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, you do. Uh, hey, Mo! What's happening? What's going on? Well, here we are. Yeah, the Reds, the butt of everybody's jokes. Everybody's kicking the Reds. And so far, through four games this season, no team has scored 22 runs on them like they uh, did in preseason. Alone in first place in the National League Central. And a win over the bitter rival St. Louis Cardinals in their own ballpark. It's got to be a harbinger of great things to come. Well, it's a harbinger of great things to come. You'd like to think for Amir Garrett, who made his Major League debut last night and was outstanding. He, he, he didn't just pitch six scoreless innings. Dude looked like he'd been on a big league mound for about 10 years. Uh, he, he acted like he owned the place last night. Um, and the bullpen, the butt of everybody's joke last year, three more scoreless innings. Rysel Iglesias in the eighth and ninth inning last night was absolutely filthy. They've gone 15 and a third innings. Uh, in the four games they've played this year, the bullpen has, and uh, they've given up one run. Uh, pretty remarkable and a very, very good sign for a team. That, to me, is the biggest difference between this year and last year. And, look, they've got a lot of weaknesses, and we'll talk about them all year long, but their bullpen is better, uh, in, at least in terms of having major league caliber arms uh, back there and more of them. Whereas last year at this time, we're watching the likes of Steve Delabar and uh, Ross Ollendorf and Jumbo Diaz. And as much as I like him, J.J. Hoover, a uh, significant upgrade. But the headliner last night was Amir Garrett in his Major League debut. Uh, certainly was uh, encouraging in his first start. And you and I talked earlier this week. You're really, really rooting, as I, as I am, for Bronson Arroyo. Such a great guy. He makes his first start for the Reds in what? Is it three seasons, four seasons? We first start for the Reds since uh, the final Friday of the season in 2013. And uh, regardless of, of what happens today, the fact that he's back on a big league mound is pretty remarkable because he hasn't pitched since 2014. He's 40 years old. He's had an assortment of injuries. He's had an assortment of setbacks. And uh, to complete this journey, I think, is, is really, really cool. I, I have no idea how he's going to pitch or what to expect. Uh, but I'm rooting like hell for him. Uh, he was such a big part of his team's success, a big part of the franchise's return to uh, to relevance, and uh, and a guy that you know he ain't going out there just to collect a check. He's he's not going to go out there if he thinks he's going to get his brains beaten in. So I'm really really excited to watch him pitch today in St. Louis. Fantastic, and along with Amir Garrett's fine start, Brandon Finnegan pitched a, a pretty pretty nice ball game on Wednesday too. Pitched a nice ball game. I thought it looked different. Uh, threw harder. Uh, threw with more uh, aggressiveness. His uh, changeup looked better. I mean, he. There was a look about him, especially as as the game got into the sixth and seventh inning. There was a look about him uh, that we didn't see last year. Brandon Finnegan had a good year last year, um, and and you know many thought he should have been the opening day starter and made a case for that on Wednesday, but. He was pitch efficient. He probably could have gone deeper into the game if it was later in the season. Uh, there has been far more, far more good than bad with this team, and Brandon Finnegan would, would certainly go under the heading of good. Could Michael Lorenzen play, play left field for the Reds if he needed to? Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, there's a really interesting article. Yeah, there's, there's a really interesting article on uh, Fangraphs.com that I've linked to on my blog about how he could be a two-way player. He played outfield in college. 
He can swing the bat. You saw that the other night. I'm not sure how good in the outfield he'd be. And uh, I'm, I think he's, he's really valuable to this team in the back end of the bullpen that you wouldn't want to compromise that. But, yeah, I think in a pinch, uh, Michael Lorenzen could, could do things beyond pitch that could help. How about our shortstop, huh? What a hot bat Cozart, Scott. Zach Cozart, hot bat, uh, kind of had a base running blunder last night. But, yeah, Zach Cozart is hitting, I think, 583. And if he maintains that pace, he'll lead the league in hitting. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Billy Hamilton so far this year. Uh, interesting, talking about interesting columns or articles, uh, one in today's Cincinnati Postage stamp printed in Columbus by Zach Buchanan about Billy knows he must be Billy. You know, he's not going to be Zach Cozart or Joey Votto or Adam Duvall, you know, 160 pounds. He's so fast. I, if Billy Hamilton could hit 270, would that be good enough to, Ooh, to help the Reds? I think if 270 came with a 340 to 350 on base percentage, you would absolutely take that. The, the advancements in his game last year were twofold. One, uh, he hit the ball in the air less frequently. Uh, two, he drew more walks. And, and so, yeah, he advanced as a hitter. He had 260 last year. I think the year before, he had 226. So that, that's a huge market improvement. But the key number for me was his on-base percentage went up by about 50 points. And, uh, you know, he does two things at an, at an elite level. He's great in center field. And he's obviously got no peer when he's on the bases. So uh, if he hits at a – he hit last year at a slightly – higher than league average level. If if that can take a step forward and he can be a merely good hitter or a merely above average hitter on a consistent basis, and that includes getting on base more, then you have a complete player and you have one of the most unique weapons in in all of baseball. And, uh, you know, you, you saw it last night. He kind of helped set the table for for the first run of the game. He stole the bag off Yadier Molina, which is not easy to do. Uh, it, it's... It's paramount that the top of the order, uh, Hamilton and Peraza, and Peraza has, has not really gotten off to a fast start in the first four games, uh, those two guys are so good with their legs that if, if Hamilton can get on base a little bit more and Peraza can hit the way we think he can, uh, that's going to mean a lot of RBI opportunities for Joey Votto, and as he did last night, he'll cash in on them. You were uh, talking with me earlier in the week about fantasy golf, and you say you love fantasy golf. Are you playing uh, fantasy golf for the Masters tournament? I'm not playing fantasy golf for the Masters, but I, I did have a golfer that I, I picked in a pool, uh, Paul Casey, uh, who typically plays well at Augusta, but he hasn't won the Masters, and he's going to like be one of those guys that plays forever and probably never wins a major, but I, I took him, but uh, he ain't going to win. All right. Uh, hey, Mo, question. Scott Reinhardt earlier this week, I mentioned uh, the late Don Rickles passing. He goes, oh, nobody 40, 45 or under knows who Don Rickles is. You know who Don Rickles was. Of course. He's a great insult comedian. The best guest David Letterman ever had. Uh, I don't watch late night TV uh, anymore. I watch, uh, you know, more sports late at night than anything else. Yeah. I used to watch Letterman all the time. And Don Rickles with David Letterman, and there's a lot of YouTube clips of, of his appearances on that show, was fantastic. Plus, he he voiced Toy Story. Yeah. Like, there's a generation of people yeah, who they heard for Don God's Rickles sake, voice yeah. and knew, knew so that I, as the guy in Toy Story. So this is how out of, out of touch our program director apparently is when it comes to such matters. 
Uh, anyway, I, I like your no comment. You, you're like Seg now. Uh, so anyway, Mo, uh, what's on the blog this weekend? Oh, man, on the blog, this is a huge week for UC football. We have an interview with a guy who's going to explain why, plus plenty of thoughts on the Reds. And people are mad that the UC women's basketball program is playing at a high school next year while the men move over to NKU. Including Oscar and, uh, Robertson. Yeah, and we, we, uh, we address that uh, on the blog. Right now, go there. 700WLW.com, search for Mo. Thank you, Mo Egger. Also regularly heard on ESPN 1530 and uh, Saturday mornings when we can get him up. And he's pretty good most of the time. Thank you, Mo. Most of the time. Yeah, I man. All right, bye. We'll talk to Mike Allen next about what's ahead on Saturday midday as we continue on News Radio 700 WLW. It is 37. Still some widespread frost out there, but uh, we're warming up quite a bit. And Mike Allen warming up in the bullpen. First. Uh, a real quick question. Marie and Fort Wright, you had a real quick question for the music professor about a DJ. Yes. Are you Jim? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, great. Well, I used to listen to you many years ago when you were on uh, the local station. Okay, make it what, quick, Marie. What, what years were you on? WLW in 1969 to like 1984, <laughs> uh-huh. and then, uh, CKY for another six years, SAI oh. for about three or four. Okay. Uh, well, do you remember a. Um, a disc jockey that was on a local station by the name of Walt Turner. Now, Walt was before me. Yeah, Walt, oh, was, Walt he? was before me. Yeah. Or he was leaving when I was coming in. He was at SAI. Uh, oh. He was a disc jockey and program director. Okay, no, Marie. We never, I never hope, met him. Hope that answers your question. Mike Allen, how are you doing? Hey, Gary Jeff, and how are you doing, Prof? So Good. what Good. you got on Saturday midday today? Well, the Saturday morning rant, we're going to talk about something you just talked to Mo about. That's the UC women's basketball team having to play at St. Ursula's Gym for a year while they fix the Fifth Third Arena. You know, the PC Inquirer, uh, their editorial board, Oscar Robertson, they're all going crazy, and it's much ado about nothing. I mean, it's it, what are you going to do? You know, they're going to refurbish uh, the the arena. They have to go somewhere. Also, going to talk to Nick Veer about that horrible, horrible Pepsi commercial. Nick, of course, former Cincinnati City Council member, but runs a very successful ad agency now. I'm going to ask Nick how something like that could actually get on the air. It was so bad. I agree. It offended everyone. And the millions of dollars that must have been spent on that, I want to get to the bottom with Nick Veer as to how Pepsi could have let that thing go. Also going to talk to an astrologer, Pam Gallagher, this weekend, uh, today and tomorrow out in Sharonville. There's a huge convention, the 25th anniversary of it, of astrologers and psychics and people like that. Mm So we're going to talk to her about that. You know what? uh, What always disturbs me about astrology and psychics and the like uh, if they really had that second sight, do you think Dion Warwick and her friends would have ever started the Psychic Network? They would have seen that it was ultimate device. You know what? As always, you ask the probing, fungent questions, Gary. Jeff. Well, I mean, seriously. I don't know. Seriously, did, didn't they see that coming? This isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, and uh, I just want to kind of see what their point of view is, what the convention's about. Pam in, Gallagher is an astrologer, going to talk about the solar eclipse that's going to happen okay, cool. uh, in August of this year. All right, uh, Mike Allen, one more question, one more fungent question for you. Yes. Since you're going to have the astrologer on, do you yourself personally have crystal balls? <laughs> Not the last time I checked. Okay. Good answer. Jim LaBarbera, is always a pleasure. Thank you, and I'm glad Trump told the world America is back, and thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you. See? 
Absolutely. See how easy that is? All right. Mike Allen, Saturday midday. Uh, I will be at the bar for a short while today. My wife, Krista 2.0, holding down the fort. Chris had the best analogy of, of what happened during the Obama administration with Assad in Syria and what happened during Trump. She said what Obama did was basically like when the Bobbies in England couldn't carry guns. Stop, or I'm going to yell stop again. <laughs> Isn't that a great analogy? Yeah, great. It really is. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll break for news, and uh, we'll talk to you. Actually, Monday I'm on for Willie again from noon to 3. Until then. Have a wonderful weekend. It's going to warm up and be really, really nice. Thanks to Grant. Thanks to the music professor. Thanks to Mo Egger and all the rest. This is the home of the Reds. News Radio 700 WLW. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.